0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Lord Glory to you, Lord. O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, the lawyers and Pharisees were watching him closely. When Jesus noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place and that in disgrace you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus also said also to the Pharisee who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Seeing myself as God sees me, seeing myself as God sees me. There is a story told by Scott Hahn, and it's about a priest. And one of his priest friends was visiting Rome, and on the steps of one of the churches, this priest saw a beggar with a familiar face. With a thrill of horror, he realized that it was one of his classmates from the seminary, and he rushed over to him. Didn't we go to the seminary together, he asked. Yes, the beggar affirmed. You're a priest? Not anymore, the beggar replied. I fell off the deep end. A short time later, the priest's friend this priest who met the other priest, had an audience with Pope St. John Paul II. He told him the entire story and asked him to pray for this friend. Well, Pope John Paul II assured him that he would, and then he whispered something into the, the ear of one of his aides. Later that day, the priest received a phone call inviting him to come with the ex priest to have dinner with His Holiness. He rushed off the church to the church where he had seen him, and by God's grace, he was still there, sitting on the steps. And upon hearing about the invitation, he said, I'm a mess. I haven't showered in a long time, and my clothes are filthy. Yet his friend took him back to his hotel room, helped him get cleaned up, and then they went to dinner with the Holy Father. At the end of a very enjoyable dinner, the Holy Father asked to be alone with the ex-priest. And after a long while, The latter emerged with tears in his eyes. What happened in there, his friend asked. The Pope asked me to hear his confession. The beggar choked. After regaining composure, the man continued, I told him, your holiness, look at me, I'm a beggar. I am not a priest. The Pope looked at him and said, or rather the Pope looked at me and said, my son, once a priest, always a priest, and who among us is not a beggar? I too come before the Lord as a beggar, asking for forgiveness of my sins. I told him I was not in good standing with the church and he assured me that as the Bishop of Rome, he could reinstate me right then, right there. After he heard the Holy Father's confession, the priest asked Pope John Paul II to hear his confession. And then he received an assignment to minister to the beggars on the steps of the very church from which he just came. Through the humility of Pope St. John Paul II, who humbly saw himself as God saw him, this man received a new lease on life. Amen? Amen. Humility doesn't have a good name because it conjures up images of degradation and objection. Or we may think that it's a means to become a doormat for others to step on. Yet those ideas are both way off the target. And God thinks that true humility is vital. In fact, he tells us so in those readings that we just heard. However, it's important to understand what humility really means. Humility truly means seeing ourselves through the eyes of God seeing ourselves through the eyes of God. To belittle the gifts God has given us would actually be a subtle form of pride. St. Benedict used to say that if a monk had a wonderful singing voice and degraded his own ability, it would be displeasing to God. So we need to recognize the good, the good in us, the good in one another, and thank God for it, amen? Amen. This side of the church is with me. What's going on over there? (laughs) However, we also need to recognize what evil is amongst us and maybe within us. The pride, the vanity, the laziness, the lust, and the plain old selfishness that we need to, we, that we give into, needs to bring us on our knees before God and to ask for God's mercy. When St. Teresa of Avila asked Jesus what true humility meant, he replied, to know what you can do and what I can do. And that brings us to a peaceful humility in our relationship with others. We are not frustrated by others' sinfulness or lack of virtue because we know that we are just like them. That first reading from the book of Sirach, it extorts us. Child, Conduct your affairs with humility. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are and you will find favor with god jesus even brings this idea in the gospel and declares that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled yet the one who humbles himself will be exalted jesus is calling us to see ourselves as god sees us sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God, yet we are infinitely loved by God. And all of us, and I include myself, we are in desperate need of God's mercy. Jesus wants us to seek true greatness, lasting achievements, and everlasting glory and he says that to do so we have to learn humility yet what does humility look like again that first reading from the book of sirach it gives us the three faces of humility the first face humility admits that it doesn't know everything. What is too sublime for you, seek not. When was the last time we admitted that we didn't know the answer to a question or a problem? Now our fallen nature tends to act like we're a know-it-all, yet, That only creates tension and anxiety. Amen? This week, let's not be afraid to admit that all of us, we don't know it all. I don't know it all. The second face, humility doesn't insist on doing things its own way. It stays open to other people's advice and ideas. An attentive ear is the joy of the wise. An attentive ear is the joy of the wise. Our fallen nature tends to be bullheaded. We want our own way, or else. Yet that creates even more tension than being know-it-alls. This week, let's have an attentive ear so that we can experience the joy of the wise. The third phase, humility serves others instead of demanding to be served. Alms atone for sins. When we give alms, when we give of our time, our talent, our treasures, to help those in need, to help those around us, we reverse the curse of sin that plagues us and this world, and we see it more now than probably at any other time. This week, we need to pay attention as much attention to giving as we do to getting and receiving. Yet doing all these three three faces of humility at once is overwhelming. Jesus is realistic. He knows what we're made of. So during this Mass, let's ask Jesus, Which of these three faces of humility he wants us to work on this week? If we ask him, he'll tell us. After all, Jesus wants what's best for us even more than we do. So thus, let's strive this week to learn to see ourselves as God sees us. Amen.